Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat. Tafkuf Mem Aleph Amud Bet. Uh, about to begin and conclude the 21st chapter of Masachat Shabbat. Returning to the laws relating to what we call Muktzah. And here we're going to deal with some of the details of issues relating to it. Basis, including Basis the Devar HaAsur and its implications on caring. Notel Adamit Beno Vahevan Biado. A man can pick up his son or carry his son, even though the son is carrying a rock. So the assumption here is that even though the son, in a sense, is a basista of Arasur, you can carry him. The kalkala vevetocha, a basket that has a rock in it. We have to see what that's about. Matatlin trumatmea imateharavi machulin. You could carry trumatmea, which is not edible. You have to be burned with trumatahora or with chulin. Just a quick introduction to this. In Masachat Trumot, we learn that if uh, one piece of truma falls into a lot of chulen, and it's min vimino, so it's uh, in, uh, indiscernible which one is the truma, so if it's less than 100 times as much of chulen, the whole thing is truma. If, on the end, then you could sell it to a Kohen for truma value, and uh, he eats it as truma, and you just have to subtract the one actual piece of truma from the price. If, on the other hand, there's more than a hundred times as much, you pull out the amount that was the truma that fell in, and the rest is is uh, mutar, and that's called meduma. Rabbi Yudah says you could pull that out on Shabbat. Okay, Amarava. This is an independent memra. So if you carried a live baby, and the baby has a pouch around his neck, you're liable for carrying the keys. But if, on the other hand, the baby was dead and it had a keys around its neck, patur, you're totally exempt. Now, let's take a look at this. If he's alive, you're liable only for the keys. You should be chayv also for the baby, carrying a baby. We had this discussion a little while ago. Rabbi Natan versus Chachamim about Chai Noseet Atzmo. And Rabbi Natan says anything that's alive, even if it's not able to walk itself, <coughs> uh, perhaps, but certainly in this case where the baby presumably is able to walk, you are patur for carrying the baby. But you're Chai for the Kis. The Batel Kis, the Gabe Tinok, why isn't the Kis itself Batel to the Tinok? In the prime discussion of this back in the 10th parak, we said that if you carry out a live person in a bed, your patur, based on Minatan of carrying the live person is patur, your patur for the bed also because the bed is tafel to the person. The answer is mita When a person is lying on the bed, the bed is bottled to the person. Kis, a money bag, the child is carrying has its own independent purpose. The reason for this is not because a money bag is more important than a, than a bed. It may or may not be. But because the bed is serving one purpose, and that's the person that's lying on it. The money pouch has its own independent purpose. It happens to be around the neck of the baby. Okay, so that's why you chayav for the keys, and only for the keys. Tinok mate v'chiz Let's say the baby's dead. You are patur legamre. For the chayv tinok, you should be chayiv for the tinok. So the answer is rava korbi shimon Rava holds a korbi shimon. Which is, you're exempt from and whenever you're carrying a dead person out, 
by definition, almost, it's the Melachash and Tzrich Legufa, because you don't want to move it there, you just don't want it here. <coughs> now, let's see if this works relative to the issue of Bitul. No, no, tell a dog, no, you're allowed to carry a child out, and the child's carrying a rock, which indicates that the rock is bottled to the baby. So why isn't the keys taught, uh, bottled to the baby? This rock is a whole different purpose. It's not that you're allowed to carry the child, the child's got something, it's a sewer, and it's bottled. But the rock actually has a purpose. It's a little memento that uh, lets the child think of his father for some reason. So Ihachi, my Iria Evan, Afila Dinar Nami. So if that's the case, why limit it to a rock? Why not say if the child's even carrying a coin? Alam Dinar Asur. Rava himself did limit the Mishnah and said it's only a rock, not a coin. The answer is that coins have a different consideration. Think about this, you're carrying him through Shutrabim. So if the child drops the rock, the father's not going to pick the rock up and carry it. So a rock is a rock. Dinari not feel that if he drops the coin, the father's going to carry it. So therefore, Rav said that the Mishnah would not allow the child to carry a coin because then the father may pick it up and carry it in Rishut HaRabim. Tanya Kalate to Rav. We have a bright to supporting Rav's limitation. Hamotzi kelam kupalim amunachim al tefo. If a person carries clothes that are folded and sitting on his shoulder, or his shoes or his rings or in his hands, he's carrying them. Of course, if you're wearing them, you're patur. If you carry somebody else out and he's wearing his clothes, patur, you're exempt. But if you carried the person out and the person was carrying the clothes in his hands, the implication is you be chayav. So in the same way, you are, uh, you would be chayav for carrying out, uh, the, uh, the child who has the keys around its neck. Okay, the kalkalav the second thing the Mishnah mentioned was a basket with a rock in it. The basket is a basis for the rock. We're talking about a basket that has fruit in it. It's not an empty basket. Now, which is very interesting because it means that when you have a basis, the Devar HaMutar Asur, ideally, you shouldn't use it either. So saying, throw out the Perot, and the rock will fall out too, and it's empty the basket. And pick up the fruit with your hands and avoid the problem. The answer is, What did he say? We're talking about fruit that would get damaged if you threw it out, like berries or tomatoes or something like that. <coughs> we'll see in a minute where Rav's original statement was in rel- relative to what. <coughs> but in the meantime, if you had, that means that if the basket was filled, let's say, with walnuts, where if you threw them out on the ground, there'd be no loss, then that would be the advisable way to go. Why don't you shake them up so that the rock goes to one side and the fruit goes to the other side, and then take the fruit out of the basket, not throw it out, but take it out. We're talking about a basket that's missing something. The rock itself is actually serving as a wall. So by the way, what we've done with the rock in our Mishnah in both cases of the child carrying it and it being in the basket, so you change the function of the rock. 
In the first case, the rock is actually a memento for the child. It's not just a rock. In the second case, it's serving as part of the structure of the basket. Okay. When do we say that you can carry truma tmea with tahora? That's only if the tahora is underneath, meaning you can't get to it without moving the tmea. So you carry the whole thing. But if the Torah is on top, carry the Torah itself and leave the Tmea. And even if the Torah is underneath, why don't you just throw out the basket and pick up the Truma Torah? And that's what it originally said, where the Truma Torah that we're talking about, or all of it, is stuff that's going to get wrecked. If you throw it out. Like grapes. So, so therefore, we allow you to carry it as is. who limited the rule in our Mishnah to a case where the Tahora is not directly accessible, where it's underneath. And here we have a Brita that says you can carry it either way, whether it's on top or on the bottom. So, Amalach of Chista's answer would be, our Mishnah is talking about when you actually want the Truma Tahora and you want to bring it somewhere else. And uh, the Brita is talking about a case where you need the space. Now, my why does Rav Chista push himself to say that the Mishnah is talking about a case of Tzorach Gufo? So, the answer is because the Mishnah actually supports it. Tiktani Seifa, in the next Mishnah, as we'll see in a minute, we learn If you have money sitting on a pillow, you could shake the pillow and the money falls off, and that's how you have access to the pillow. Rabbi Yochanan said that's only if you want the pillow itself. If you want to move the space out, you can pick up the pillow with the coins on it and move it out of the way. Since the case of the money on the pillow is a case of Tzorach Gufo, therefore it must be that the Truma is also where you want the Truma itself, not the space. Okay, Rehid Omer Afmali, and he said you could separate this Dimua. How can you do that? You're fixing food on Shabbat. You're not allowed to take Truma to Masorot on Shabbat. The answer that we first propose is Rabbi Yehuda Krabi Eliezer Sfirlei. De Amar Truma Ba'ena Machta. Rebeliezer has a particular approach, we'll see it in a moment, in Trumot, which is that when a piece of Truma falls into Chulin, even though we might not recognize it, it's always right there, and when we pull one out, we're really just pulling the Truma out. Which means that you're not fixing anything, you're just moving it out of the way. Let's say you have a Seah Truma that fell into less than a hundred as much, and then that mix fell somewhere else where the original amount of truma now is less than 100, just based on prorating of what the origin of the of the whole group that it fell into. So Abeliezer Omer metamad trumat vadai. He says that the dimua is as of trumat vadai, which means when the part that fell into the last pile was all truma from the original one. It wasn't mixed in. Famous statement of Chachamim, the dimur, it's also true about chimuts and other things, that um, that it all works prorated, which means if one seah fell into 60, or let's say 50, and then something from that mix fell in, that mix would be considered to be one-fiftieth of truma. 
which means if it fell into just twice its size, it's already batel. And Rabbi Lezer says, no, we consider a full seado fallen in. So therefore, we see Rabbi Lezer holds that when Truma falls into Chulin, it doesn't lose its identity. Now, all we know from that Mishnah is Rabbi Lezer will take that position because this is a very stringent position. Who says that he would take that position? It's a very difficult position to sustain. Rather, Rabbi Yehuda holds like his colleague Rabbi Shimon. Now we got a different kind of case. One seah of truma fell into a hundred seah. So it's not patel. And before you could pick up the proper part thing for dimua, to, to grab it, sorry, uh, another seah fell in. Sorry, a one fell into a hundred, which means it is batel, and before you took one out to give to the Kohen, another one fell in. It's Asur. Rabbi Shimon Matir. Rabbi Shimon's Matir. <laughs> Alright, so now we may. Maybe the Machloket is something very different. Tanakama holds that even though they fell in one after the other, we imagine them to have fallen in together, and therefore you have two CI in a hundred. Ratio of one to fifty. That's all awesome. One, each one fell into fifty, as it were. Rabbi Shimon says the first one became Batal to a hundred, and now you have a hundred and one. And then the other one is batal to 101, and therefore it's mutter, and just pull one out, uh, to pull two out. Elohu de Amar Kabishimna Allah. The answer is, if it fell in, he has a very interesting sheet. He said you could look in one direction, meaning assigning where the truma is going to be, and eat on the, on, on from the other side. <laughs> Which means that it's mutar to do this on Shabbat. But who, since when does Rabbi Yehuda agree with Rabbi Shimon Alazar here? We know he disagrees. Shimon Alazar's statement is given in opposition to Rabbi Yehuda's point about Malin, and that's on Shabbat. The answer is Rabbi Yehuda different from Shimon Alazar. The answer is he's got an even more lenient position, as it were. He holds that yes, like Shimon Alazar, your intent to separate it is good enough, which means it doesn't need an action, which means the action you're taking is itself not a uh, an action of tikkun, and therefore it's mutar. Okay, the next uh, Mishnah, <coughs> you've got a barrel, and you put a rock on top of the barrel to keep the top down, uh, perhaps, or perhaps it was just left there by, uh, you forgot. Matal How do you get to the barrel? You tip the barrel over, the rock falls off, and you can access it. Haitabenachaviot, if it was among other barrels in a cellar, let's say, Magbihat, you could pick up the barrel, Matal Sida, and then tip it, if you don't fell it. So instead of just tipping it as is, which won't help, if it's a, among a bunch of other barrels, you pick it up and do that. Ma'ot Shalakar, this is what I mentioned earlier, if you have money on the pillow, Mina'erotakar float. you shake the pillow, and the money falls off. If there was dirt on it, smartut. you can wipe it off with a rag. This is now not in any muktzah issue as much. Or, let's say the, it was a leather pillow and it had some dirt. You know, that might much take You could put some water on it until it uh, takes care of the dirt on its own. You can't rub it in, but you can pour it on. But this rule about the rock on the barrel is only if you forgot it there. 
If you put it there deliberately, the whole barrel is a basis to the rock, and therefore you can't move it, the barrel at all. Now, who is the authority who says that if you have Isur and Heter, in this case, the barrel and the rock, you're only allowed to pick up the Heter, <coughs> even though it's bigger. That's who it is. None. We have Mishnah in uh, the middle of the first parak of Beitzah. If you're separating out beans on Yom Tov, you can only take out the good beans and eat them. You can't separate the psolet. You could use the normal method in your arm or in a bowl in the normal way. Psolet out. Ochel here. When do they disagree? That's only if there's more beans than uh, than junk that got in there. If there's more dirt or little pebbles or whatever's in there, everybody agrees that you take the food out and uh, and and uh, and leave the rocks behind. But in our case, since it's a whole barrel of wine and just a rock. It's like the food is greater than the psolet. So, but the problem is the rock is in the way. Until you move the rock, you can't get to the, uh, to the, uh, wine. So, psolet rubala ochel dami. It's really like psolet rubala ochel. Uh, and therefore it is, um, it is not the parallel case. Let's say the barrel was in the wine cellar. It was on top of some glassware. You can move it even to another place. And tip it. Not just lift it up. Take what you need and put it back where it is. Where, where it was. You could put, do all of that. We said money on the pillow. Again, same thing. It's only if you forgot the money there. Meniach, if you deliberately put it there, Nasa Basis of the Rasur, the pillow is Basis for the coins. Amor Machana, Amor Biochanan, Losharu El Tsorach Kufo. And this we saw earlier. This limitation, and that the only way to do it is by shaking the, the pillow off, is only if you actually need the pillow. But let's say you wanted the bed itself for people to sit on and get the whole thing off. You can carry the pillow with the coins on it. So same thing. Let's say you forgot a wallet out in the chazer. You could put a loaf or a baby on top of it and with talta and carry the whole thing. If you forgot a brick out there, now this is not a chazer where you're allowed to carry. The question is mukta. Uh, same solution. They forgot a, a, uh, satchel filled with coins out in a, uh, in a carmelite. They asked him what to do. So put a, uh, baby or a tinok on it and you can move it. And move it here is probably he said, these are all true if you forgot these things. He rejects all of these reports. The only time that we employ this 
of putting something mutar onto something asur, and then saying, oh, now we can carry it, is in the case of a mate. A mate is muktzah. So you put something that's not muktzah on top of the mate, and you can carry it. Abaye manach kapa akefi. Abaye had a big spoon. He put it on top of a bundle of, uh, a bunch of bundles of grain, and allowed him to move them on Shabbat. Rava manach sakina abar yonamatatala. He had some pigeon meat. And uh, so he put a knife on it and then uh, moved it. So you see that we employ this uh, this tactic. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef was making fun of his students and said, "Boy, they're very sharp." That's only if you forgot it there. You're not allowed to put this thing on in order to carry it. says, "You're wrong." Because if I were not an important person, why would I put the the spoon there. I must be putting it there. In other words, I wouldn't need it. I could just carry the bundles as is because they'd be used for sitting. In fact, I'm an important person. Wouldn't sit on them. So now I've got to you employ this. But a regular person could move it anyway, so it's not muktza. Chazulim is It's used for sitting. Amarava ana ilav donu chashuv. And Rava said the same thing. If I were not an important person, so you could eat that meat raw as is. I'm not going to do that. But therefore, that's not inherently muktzah. This uh, this meat is not muktzah. We had that earlier with the duck meat that was out in the sun. Now, tam and chazil umtza, but it's only because it's otherwise fit. Halo chazil umtza lo, but if not, then not. So maybe the Rava Rabbi Yehuda Sviralei, does Rava suddenly hold like Rabbi Yehuda of muktzah? From Rava l'shamei tvali bar avza v'shadi mei l'shunra. He told his servant, go roast uh, that duck for me and throw its innards out to the cat. Which means that uh, he holds like Rabbi Shimon that there is no muktza. The answer is Atom Kevin the Misrach Lave The answer is because the innards are smelly. Therefore, he was already had them in mind the day before, and they're not muktza. Achram Mistabra the Rav Kirby Yudas We know Rav holds like Kirby Yuda. The Darsh Rava Ishalo Tikanes the Veitaitzim the Tomehen Ud. Rav himself said a woman cannot go into a woodshed to Anyantif to take a log. The ud shinishbar, a log that got broken, asul hasiko biyomtov. You're not allowed to burn it on yomtov. You're only allowed to use kelim and not shivrei kelim, and that's classic Rabbi Yehuda against Rabbi Shimon. So he certainly does hold like Rabbi Yehuda. The reason that he allowed the innards was because he had his intent on them before yomtov. Okay, the last mishnah here. But you can clean off the table by directly taking bones and. Uh, and uh, and peels off the table. What seems like an odd turnaround, but till here are machmir. You take the table, the tray that the food is on, and just shake it out. Now, I didn't say that because Beit Shammai is always machmir, but in the whole area of muktzah and everything else, Beit Shammai typically takes a more severe position. Take a look at the uh, almost the entire first parak of Beit Sat. You can sweep away or clean away crumbs even less than a kazait. Se'ar is like the little hairs that stick up from peas or from lentils. You can move them off the table. Because it's fed to an animal. Let's say you have a sponge. There's some sort of a leather handle. You can use it to wipe off the table. If you have to hold the sponge directly, you can't because you're going to squeeze it. But either way, you could carry it on Shabbat 
And either way, it's not Mekabal Tuma as a Kli. Okay. Rav Nachman says that the positions of the Mishnah should be reversed because Beit Shemai holds like Rabbi Huda and therefore would not allow you to move the uh, bones, etc. directly. Beit Shemai holds like Rabbi Shimon and therefore they would. So flip the positions in the Mishnah. This is what Rabbi Yochanan, who we saw in the 8th parak of Brachot. If you have crumbs, even less than a Kazayit, you're not allowed to destroy them directly. And so therefore, they still have importance, and therefore you can move them out of the way. Sayar shal afunim, so Amani, who is the author of the, this ruling about the hair? Rabbi Shimon, he, the late Lemuksa, must be Rabbi Shimon. Alright, Ema Seifa Sfog, Yimeshto Beitachizal, Kanchinbo, Mavim Kanchinbo. We said the sponge is only usable if it has a handle. So I tell Rabbi Yudah, it sounds like Rabbi Yudah, Darashen, Kaven Asur. Because in Rabbi Yudah's case, the problem is that you're, Wiping off the table, but you inadvertently may squeeze the sponge. That's the Rashim Kavain. So the answer Bahafi the Bashun Modan. Famously we've seen this so many times. The Bhavishman agrees in the case of Psikresha that it's Asur, and it's a Psikresha. If you're holding the sponge directly, you're gonna squeeze it. Okay, Hanigarinin the Tamri Armiyata Sharlitotalinu. There's these kind of bad dates where they use the seeds for animal food, so you're allowed to carry the seeds. So because the raui with the date, with a parsayata, these are better dates. Asur, you're not allowed to carry the seeds because the because uh, the, uh, the the host of fruit is something that has its own significance. Shmuel metaltalu agavrifta, he would carry it with bread. So Shmuel tamedam or Shmuel sadam kotsar you can do whatever you want with bread. You can use bread to prop up a table or stop a door or whatever. He would carry it with a cup of water. This is again using a, a Devar Mutar to carry a Devar Asur. He treated it like a chamber pot, so he'd make a whole pile of these seeds when he was done, and then he'd move the seeds out of the way, like a chamber pot. You're allowed to make, make a Graf Shari. It's one thing if you have it and you have to get, get rid of it, move it out of the way. He would spit them out. He would spit them to behind the bed where he was eating, and the servants would clean them up, and they'd be there till after Shabbat. Which is the only time, as far as I know, that he's mentioned outside of the famous story in Gittin. He would turn his back uh, to the behind the bed where he was eating, and he would throw them out there. Okay, Adonalach, Notel Adam uh, we completed this parak that we just started a few minutes ago. We will pick up with the next parak, uh, the twenty uh, second parak, parak Chavit Shnishpura. In the next podcast, in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.